Hello and welcome to another episode of Talking Gippsland. In this episode, I get out and about and head to the Holden Museum in Trafalgar and catch up with one of their great volunteers, Phil Medbury. We talk about his passion for the brand, but why it's so important to commemorate it in this wonderful location in Trafalgar. Sit back, relax and enjoy a trip down memory lane in a Holden on Talking Gippsland. This is Talking Gippsland with Ed Cowlishaw, catching up with a wonderful volunteer uh, down at the whole museum down in Trafalgar. Uh, Phil has joined us to, I guess, really walk through his life in a lot of ways and his passion uh, for the wonderful Holden vehicle. If you haven't been down to this museum, if you're a local or you're just passing through, please stop in Trafalgar because even if you're a Ford fan, you will love the history of Australian motor vehicles here and what Holden and the team have done here. It is... There's some wonderful... I'm standing in front of an EJ right now and I'm sort of just going, wow, look at that. It's in pristine condition. Let's catch up with Phil now. Phil, nice to have a yarn with you, mate. Um, thanks for spending some time with us on, on Talking Gippsland. Yeah, thanks, Ed. It's um, good to catch up with you. Um, we've had a few phone calls we in have. the last few weeks. We um, So it's, um, yeah, good to um, finally meet you and yeah. um, walk you through the museum. You've got a real passion for the Holdens, don't you? This is This is something that... I don't know, it's in your blood, you know. I, I speak to every motor vehicle enthusiast and when they find a passion, they're all in. How did it start for you? I uh, started, my dad always had Holdens and I suppose it just carried on from there. My first car was a HT, yep. uh, three on the tree, which probably a lot of young ones wouldn't yes. know what that is today. Yep. Yep. Um, so it virtually started from there. I had uh, HT, HT, I've had about four HZs, um, I've had HQs, um, what else have I had? I've had a Trana GTR. Oh, <laughs> well, that's the heavy. Uh, Brock Blue Mini. How'd you go with the arms, moving the steering wheel without in the house? Um, well, my, all my HZs I had, they were yep. all um, four-speed V8 yep. and didn't have power steering, so... Oh. Um, Jeez, you must have had the cannons back in the day, mate. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, you still do, by the way. Um, it's, so, Dad passed it down. Was it... Was it you have to have a Holden, you have to do this? Is Because you know that vintage, those yeah. men were men back yeah. in those days. Was, right. it, was it this is the way that they go, you've got to buy Australia, all that sort of stuff? No, they, mum and dad just left it up to me, what yeah. we're going to buy. And, yep. um, yeah, so it just sort of carried on, carried on from there. I remember coming home one day from work. Dad said, oh, I bought a new car. And I said, what did you buy? And he said, oh, I bought a Ford. <laughs> I, I, I went right off. I said, yeah. I said, no, nah, you can't park that in the driveway. I parked it out in the street. And it was the first and last one he ever had. So, um, yeah, so it's just carried on from there. And How many have you got in the garage? I've got, um, I've got one here at the museum. Yeah. And I've got um, two at home. Right. And my partner's got... Um, two as well. I was going to say, if you were getting married, you'd have to find someone that is in a similar interest as well because it's an expensive interest. Oh, yeah, it's a very expensive interest, but um, as you say, you look after them and they'll look after you. Yes, that's exactly so, right. Um, and yeah. that's the cars we're talking about as yeah, well as the right, partners right. as well. The passion that you have for it. So you got your car, you're in there, you got your licence and you're driving around this thing. Were you always interested in what was under the hood as well, or was it just the driving experience for you? I uh, just I got into everything actually. Um, yep. Motors. Um, my, most of my cars have always been hotted up, and uh, really got into that, and yeah, just love watching the Holdens cruise around Bathurst and 
um, yeah, just started enjoying them. And um, as I say, you're here for a good time. You don't know how long you're going to be here for, so enjoy them. Have you had a favourite? Have you had a favourite along the way? Because you've had so many. And I think every year is different from the 80s, the 90s, 2000s, even today as well with a lot of the mod cons and energy savers and things like that. There's, a, there's been a lot going on there. Brocky tried to do that energy saver all those yeah, years ago right, and right. didn't really catch on fire. No, um, but is that what you want, the, the grunt, the talk? That's, that's, oh, is that what you're looking for, that or, or the sound as well? Yeah, I think, I think most of the Aussies love their V8s. <laughs> um, you can't beat them. Like, um, yeah, so um, it was just, yeah, always wanted a V8 and... Had one and just wanted more, and yeah, now I've got three of them. So, do you dabble in the Utes? Um, I had a um, crewman Ute, yeah. which I've just got rid of. Yeah, um, yeah so um, that was my first Ute. Um, probably won't be my last, I'd say. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we're wandering around the Holden Museum. How'd you get involved here? Um, I moved down here in 2019, and I came down for a visit, and one of the volunteers, Jake said to me, um, why don't you put your name down? You know so much about Holdens and you love your Holdens. So I did that and, yeah, I've been here for three and a half years now. Fantastic. Totally enjoy it. We do group tours when they come in. We had a group in a couple of weeks ago from Lake Entrance. Yeah. Um, It was about 40 of them. Yeah. So we split them up into three three groups and gave them a full tour of the museum because it's not actually about the cars that we've got here. It goes back to when Holden made horse saddles, horse yeah, carriages, yeah. Um, boxing gloves, cricket bags, leather footballs, and then their war effort stuff during the World War, torpedoes, any aircraft guns. And so we just haven't got cars here at the museum. Were you mesmerised by that? Did you know much about that part of the history before you got in? Because obviously you've driven the cars. You're an enthusiast when it comes to the cars, but... The other stuff that they started with, all these. Oh no, I, I didn't know any any about that until yeah. I started here at the museum and um, knew all the president of the museum. Um, yeah, just listening to him talking about all the war effort stuff that they did um, and the early stuff, the horse hat saddles and carriages and mm. you know tents and they even made tents for the Red Cross. Yeah, as well during the war. It's an incredible. Uh, part of history, I think our wartime history, especially with World War Two, and how different companies and the war effort, everyone down tools on their own brand, so to speak, and focused in on the help and the war effort in that in that regard as yeah. well. What's the one thing that you've taken out of your time here at the Holden Museum where you've just gone, you know, I'm really proud about being part of a, a volunteer organisation like this uh, that is spreading the word and championing such a famous Australian brand? It's just the effort every, all the volunteers put in. Um, like last week, we spent a whole day out in the other display area out the back. We moved every single car around. Yeah. Um, put all the Commodores together now. Um, so it took us about four hours to do. Um, and when, when, it, you know, when it was finished, it you know, just makes you feel proud. That yeah. You can do something for the community and for visitors. We get visitors from New Zealand, Canada, Norway, yep. Holland. Um, yeah, so it's pretty well known all, all around the world, the museum. There's a real buzz uh, as I was coming in. Obviously, everyone's had their coffee and teas and bickies, uh, so they're already at an energy level as well, but ready for the day. And I think the other thing that I've noticed here with your volunteer crew is that 
um, here to enjoy each other's company as well. This is this is not only a, a passion that everyone has for the vehicles, but also a great way to to simply form a, a bit of a family, if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, well, it's like a family here. Um, yeah, Mondays usually pretty full on. Every, most of the volunteers are here on Mondays, and then um, we sort of rotate um, days as well. Um, I'm here today. Um, I'll be back down probably Thursday. I'll have a couple of days off. Um, and then next week with our crews coming up and the events coming up, um, I'll probably be down here every day. So, um, yeah, and Neil, who owns the museum, he really appreciates all the volunteers' efforts that we do. He's a good man, Neil. He's a good man, uh, no doubt. Uh, Phil Memory's joined us here on Talking Gippsland. We're at the Holden Museum. If you haven't been down here, uh, make sure you do so. Bring the kids, uh, tell the history, the stories, and you'll be amazed by some of these wonderful um, cars that are on show as well. The collectors, who's, who's giving up their cars here? Who, who are the people that are going, yep, you know what, I want my pride and joy on show, and how do you find them? Yep, well, what we do, um, most of the cars... Um, probably about 60% of the cars are owned by the museum. Yep. The, the rest are on loan. So we rotate them around every 12 months. So um, if we've got the Monaros here, yeah. um, we try and keep them because they're very rare to get. Yep. Um, same as Tiranas. Um, we ask for a small fee. It's a, like a donation to the museum. Every July, Jenny, the secretary, and myself, we go through the cars that we're going to keep or not going to keep. I've got a book with hundreds of names in it that people, right. people want to do, bring their car in. They've got to be in prestige condition. Yeah. Um, showroom condition. Is that a V8? Yeah. Supercar we've got yeah. here? Where, got where's where's this one come from? Um, these are on loan from Gary Rogers. Yep. Um, Gary came in one Sunday and I was working and we got talking and that. And um, I, he walked in the door and he goes, do you want to send me soon his card? And I went, no, I know who you are. <laughs> and he was here for about three hours and we got talking and he said, oh, I know you from somewhere. I said, yeah, I said, I used to work for Wayne Gardner when he was racing. Right. He goes, oh, that's where I said, yeah. So you ran the racetrack and <laughs> he said to me, oh, do you want a couple of race cars? I said, yeah, right. Um, so I spoke to <laughs> <Okay>. Neil. <laughs> so I spoke to Neil and Neil said, oh, it's up to you. So we organised it. So... This was the last um, wildcard entry that GRM put in with uh, Jaden Ojeda and Tyler Everingham driving it. Yeah. The boys finished 19th. Um, and as it is, that's how it finished Bathurst. That's, a, that's uh, how it finished. Yeah. yeah. So you can just see some of the bumping and grinding that's going on there. And yeah. thankfully, oh, look at this. Look at the hit here. And, th- and this is just simply getting through the race as well. There's, there's hardly any room here for the tyre to move. And... Yeah. Uh, it's it's incredible, um, yeah. and I, I love the fact that it's still in condition of how it finished the race. Yeah. You know, because as you said, it's got to be showroom conditions. But this is Bathurst right yeah. here. This yeah, is a right. car that that's has it. competed at Bathurst, and it just shows people yeah. how tough it is. Yeah. Well, they put it in the wall, and um, hour and a half later, it was back out in the circuit. They yeah. repaired it, and yeah, that's how it finished the race. And the HQ beside it, that's Gary's pers- personal car. He um, used to race the Nations Cup, and that yep. was the last car he ever raced. Hopefully we're getting a, another one off him. Yeah, I can't say too much about it because... Um... Fingers crossed, Gary. <laughs> uh, if you're listening to Talking Gippsland, please uh, donate as many cars as possible. <laughs> um, as well. yeah, so it's beautiful, isn't it? Some of these young guys probably never driven an old race car before. Yeah, and... but that was the thing, isn't it? That was the selling point as well, that you'd have these these everyday cars yeah. and then you tune into Bathurst and guess what? Your everyday car is going down the mountain yeah. and that's sort of... 
gave you that notoriety, that little bit of uh, peacock strut as well yeah. as you were driving around that, hey, I've got, I've got this car, this is my car. And well, we've got, um, you get some of the younger ones coming in, they can't believe, like, you know, the early model cars had no seatbelts, no power yes, steering, no air con. No yeah, and they didn't even have heaters in them yep. back in those days. Yep. Um, yeah, so that sort of blows them away. We're about to walk into an area where we've got the miniatures, and this is the collectives, this is where... I think the kids can get involved here, but you've got glasses, you've got books, you've got hats, you've got brocky, you've got all this sort of stuff going on here as well. Uh, major memorabilia section that we're about to walk into, uh, which is absolutely fantastic. I think my dad's going to be pretty pumped up about as I walk past this Tirana, because um, <laughs> this is his vintage uh, as well. Um, this is the nostalgia area, isn't it? This is the history yeah. part where... You can go, oh, I remember that. Yeah, that's right. Um, this SLR 5000, oh. ge- it's a genuine LH. <laughs> um, it's on loan in the museum. Yep. Um, fella rang up. And we only had one Tirana, and the fella that took it and was going to put a new motor in it, and he decided against it. And then in the meantime, fella rang up and said, oh, I've got a SLR 5000, genuine. Do you want it? Oh. And I didn't even hesitate. <laughs> I said, no, we're getting two Tiranas in and because um, people, oh, where's your SLR? Yeah, and they just love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've put that here. This is with all the um, racing stuff that Holden did with Brocky and Scaife and um, Van Gisbergen and Wing Cup and all that. So this is our sort of main part of our racing area, which um, will all change um, in the next 12 to 18 months. We try and have a variety here at the museum. We've got a Sandman panel van out in the um, back display. Yeah. Um, oh, we're going to go and have a look at that. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, yeah, let's go and have a look at that. A couple of old um, <laughs> EH and EK panel yeah. vans out there, so it yeah. shows the different eras of the panel vans. Um, that's yeah. what we try and do. We try and have all the cars from, especially like panel vans and utes, all together, so it shows the different eras mm. um, from when they first started up until when they finished when they close down. Well, they're all SUVs now, you know, the Colorados and things like yeah. that. But the origins of this, from, from a Holden perspective, it has to go back to the Sandmans and the panel vans. It has to, doesn't it? Because they, yeah, they, right. there was a bit going on in those panel vans and Sandmans, so, so I've been told, allegedly, from my <laughs> father and mother. Those are the history of it and the evolution of this car, again, from a different different standpoint, from the sedans and the wagons and things like that. It, it took yeah. it in another direction. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And then um, we've got a um, Sandman Ute there. Uh, it's a VU. And that was done by Holden to celebrate 50 years. Yeah. Uh, Ute. Yeah. Um, and it's just incredible the way it's gone, gone oh, forward. It's incredible. And we're just looking behind you as well. It's already there. Look at this. Yeah. It's incredible, isn't it? And I love this people trust Holden. You know, these were the brand slogans that we grew up with as well and local. And you've got collections there, people putting the artistry on there, uh, yeah, the gatherings, right. the trains. You know, this is family ho- holidays and... Yeah. It was the people's car. Yeah, that's right. It was the people's car and um, Holden closed down and, you know, it was a shame because everything just went, all manufacturing went. Um, Yeah, Neil, who owns the museum, he um, decided in 2014 he needed somewhere to store his car, so um, the section we've just walked out of, that was just, that was the museum when it first opened. Yep. Um, it's just gone bigger and bigger. and So where are we heading now? So I'm having a look here. Oh, Brocky. Okay. Well, 
This is another story in itself, isn't it? I mean, he was the face of it in a lot of ways in those 70s and 80s, the king of the mountain. And what happened in 2006 when we lost him, it was just heartbreaking. We had lost Steve Irwin only a couple of days earlier and then Brocky left us as well. It was Australia, the country, had lost two iconic storytellers in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's right. Um, Yeah, I remember growing up, watching Bathurst, watching Brocky race, um, going to Oran Park up in Sydney, because that's where I'm originally from, um, watching him race. Yeah, yeah. He was just unbelievable driver. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so these are a, a big hit for the museum. Um, people, we had a lady in the other week, and she had uh, two little boys in, and they asked, oh, who was Peter Brock? And she was telling them, yeah, and it, I was just sort of standing here, eavesdropping, and, you know, it's just amazing that their mums and dads saw Brocky, so yeah. they're passing that generation on um, to the kids which is good. Oh, it is good. And I think we're, we're really thankful that we had Craig, Craig Lowndes coming up behind Brocky as well. And I remember that torch being passed as well. Um, and he's had his own journey and, and, and things like that. But you had that lineage with the cars, the drivers yeah. and everything like that. You've got obviously Brocky with Holden and, and Dick Johnson with Ford as well. And that just created that rivalry yeah. as well. There was just, you know, Alan Moffat as well. There's just so many wonderful legends and as you mentioned, the cars, they weren't the most OH&S friendly sort of vehicles as well. And the speeds that they were going down that mountain, yeah, incredible, right. incredible. No, um, no concrete barriers in them days. No. Um, go off the edge of the mountain, you went down the mountain actually. Yeah, yes. Um, in your tree or whatever. Um, but no, these are a great asset to the museum, the Brock cars. Um, yeah, so um, I don't know, these are on loan. Yep. Um, We'll probably have them for a little while, I'd say. They've been here for about two years now, so, um, yeah, people love them. <laughs> How can people get involved with being a part of the museum? People want to volunteer their time, simply don- donate their vehicles, just really want to be a part of a community because we know we have the sporting community, we have the music community, and but we have wonderful associations such as this where you can connect and share your passion as well. How can people get involved with you guys? Yeah, um, you can come down and have a chat. So any of the volunteers, any day of the week, we're open seven days a week. Yep. The only day we're closed is um, Christmas Day. Yep. Um, we've got a process you go through. We've got forms in it you fill out. Um, you've got to have a work with children's police check uh, as part of the museum criteria. Um, with cars, um, you can ring your museum, leave your name, and phone number, um, what sort of car you got, and I'll get back to you um, in a couple of days. Um, I'm using on the phone 24-7 <laughs> um, with people yeah. or emails. You can email yeah. them, use them, um, send some photos through your car. Um, we keep it all on file, and, yeah, we go from there. But, yeah, we're always looking for volunteers. Um, you don't have to be a car nut. Um, yeah, just, you know, come down and help out and put your name down and go from there. Phil, I know we've spoken about your passion for the cars and your favourite cars and eras and things like that, but have you got a favourite memory uh, when it comes to Holden? Your favourite Holden memory, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be PG. Have you got a favourite memory? Um, yeah, probably driving my um, VX SS around the mountain. Yeah. Uh, yeah Tell us about um, it. I was involved in the SS Owners Club in New South Wales and ACT. Yeah. And um, they had their nationals in 2019 at Bathurst. So we got the, um, we done a few laps as a group and yeah, that was pretty good. And I've got a couple of nice photos coming across the top of the mountain with um, under the BP Ultimate um, sign at the top of Skyline with Bathurst in the background. I've got that blown up at home. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, that was probably my ultimate. So I've been in, been in a race car, um, Eastern Creek and that, with, when I was working for Wayne Gardner, but, um, yeah, but that was probably... Four, were all four wheels on the ground? Yeah, uh, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to open it up a little bit? Um, yeah, I did actually. So, legally uh, or not legally? Um, not going to say too much. <laughs> <laughs> Might dog myself in. <laughs> uh, it's something about that mountain though as well. But, that, you know, if you do get – here's the thing, and we've just had Bathurst recently as well, if you listen to Talking Gippsland, um, catching up with Phil Membry here from uh, the Holder Museum here in Trafalgar and – if you do get a ch- chance to get up to Bathurst, I, I recommend you just got to get up there, whether you've got the, the vintage cars that go around and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I think that's something that they do really well with the V8s is that they honour that as well, the old vintage yeah. cars that go. They've got modern engines inside them, um, but it takes you down that memory lane. It sounds like you're always tinkering in that garage if you're not here at the museum. I'm always tinkering. Um, I get into trouble spending too much money on my cars, so, <laughs> um, but I, um, she doesn't complain, so... Um, yeah, I enjoy it. Um, keeps me out of mischief. Um, I'm semi-retired, so enjoy them. Yeah. Because you're um, here for a good time, not a long time. Uh, I was going to say, there's that old saying, you yeah, know, not here right. for a long time, here for a good time. Um, it's been a pleasure catching up with you, Phil. Um, yeah. I've enjoyed our conversations off-air and on-air as well, <laughs> and nice to see someone so passionate about it, giving back to the community, uh, telling the stories of these vehicles, but also encouraging others to share their journey and their passion of the, the Mighty Holden vehicle as well. Yeah, thanks, Ed. And as I said, um, anybody who wants to volunteer, come down and have a chat to the volunteers and uh, put your name down, and um, we're open every day of the week except for Christmas Day, 10 till 5. Um, yeah, come on down and say hello. Oh, it really was great spending some time with one of our great volunteers in our community, Phil Medbury, at the Holden Museum in Trafalgar. In our next episode of Talking Gippsland, we get out and about to Phillip Island and catch up with one of our great musicians, Mark Howard. Look forward to having a yarn with you then on Talking Gippsland. This is our town. 